Hi there, my name is Romana and great that you are listening to the podcast of Trakuk.com. This podcast is focused on stories relevant for self-development. On this channel, I talk about interesting philosophies of others and I interview people who share their life stories and life philosophies themselves. Are you ready to expand your vision on life and to be inspired? Then let's start. In this episode, we will be talking about the power of experience in finding out who you are. I base this episode on the philosophy of Neil Donald Walsh. Neil Donald Walsh definitely wrote one of the most unconventional books I've ever read. Although he wrote his Q&A book from a religious perspective, he has a totally different perspective on who God is and what he does. Because I'm not religious myself, this made it definitely easier to relate to many parts of his philosophy. However, in this podcast, you won't hear much about his perspective on God. Rather, you will hear about other topics that many people deal with, such as how everything roots either from love or fear, why a lack of self-love is so damaging for a relationship, and what the power is of experiencing who you are. All is rooted in love or fear. These things lay closer to each other than you might realize. In practice, they often even intertwine. Let's first talk a bit about what we mean by love and fear. Fear, as Welsh describes, is the energy which contracts, closes down, draws in, runs, hides, wards and harms. Love, as he describes, is the energy which expands, opens up, sends out, stays, reveals, shares and heals. As he says, fear holds close, love holds dear. Fear grasps and love lets go. We love what we also know we need to be loved. Research actually shows that babies who don't receive the love they need fall physically behind on other babies. When we love, we might instantly feel vulnerable because we know we need the love to be returned. And as Walsh says, even when it is returned, we experience periods in which we fear losing it. When you are afraid of losing something that you think you have, you could say that you got attached. There is a subtle difference between love and attachment, but the latter roots from fear. As they describe in Buddhism, love is when you send out positive energy for the purpose of making other people happy. Attachment is when you expect to receive positive energy for the purpose of someone else making you happy. That person once gave you a very positive experience. It made you feel great and therefore you want to experience that feeling again. And so you try to replicate it. I will give you an example. Imagine your relationship with a significant other. During dating, you were feeling truly happy to be around that person. It made you feel wanted, appreciated and important. But then you bump into a situation in which this significant other prioritizes something or someone else for a moment. You instantly feel rejected. That person should always make you feel special and wanted, appreciated and important. But because of how this person is handling this specific situation, you might start doubting it. You become irritated or maybe even frustrated. 
You start a discussion or you build up a wall. This is because you are unable to accept the situation as it is because you doubt the extent to which that other person is valuing you. Rather than being able to trust on your history together, you constantly need confirmation of his or her love. So this situation makes you doubt whether this person is still loving you. Welsh explains this by the fact that we don't know what unconditional love is. He says that the love of a parent, which is the love we grew up with, in practice is related to conditions. There are often expectations and requirements you need to meet in order to feel loved and accepted. You hear that you need to behave differently, but also that you need to make different decisions. We are easily taken over by our external environment, constantly focusing on being accepted by others because we fear being rejected. Instead, according to Walsh, if we knew how amazing and lovable we are, we wouldn't fear love. We wouldn't feel like we need to chase it. The problem is that we often do not know how lovable we are, because we do not know who we are. Instead of finding out who we are and how worthy we are of love, we seek love from others. This brings me to the next topic. What a lack of self-love does to a relationship. Welsh states that a lot of people seek love from others so that they can feel love for themselves. While in fact, this method actually prevents you from loving yourself. I will explain to you why. When you don't start by loving yourself, you find it hard to understand or even believe why others have love for you. You don't feel worthy and need others to constantly prove to you if they really love you because only then you will believe them. You start to create conditions. If he or she loves me, he or she would do this for me. Or if he or she loves me, he or she would do that for me. You want them to change their behavior as a way of proving their love. But next, when you start believing it, you start fearing that same love that you were craving. You are afraid that the person will stop loving you someday and will start rejecting you. This is why you try to change your own behavior to make sure that you won't lose that love. You find it hard to completely be yourself around that person because you don't love and accept yourself for the way you are. When there is a lack of self-love, you become easily attached to other people to compensate for that lack. It is kind of unfair, because that would mean that you need that other person for love to such a great extent that it sometimes becomes unclear how much of your relationship is based on love and how much is based on fear. In order to love yourself for the way you are, you actually first need to find out for yourself who that person is that you are. This, in my eyes, is one of the most difficult questions. Luckily, there are people like Neil Donald Walsh who can share their perspective on how you can find that out. Welsh believes that we are in this world to find out who we want to be. He thinks we can find that out by experience. For example, you might want to be a caring person but you will need to act on that characteristic to experience what it feels like to actually be caring. Once you experience that, you can find out whether it feels good to you to behave in that manner. We cannot know we are a caring person if we don't know what it feels like to be selfish. We cannot experience ourselves as who we are until we find out who we are not. In that way, To experience who we are brings us closer to finding out who we are. 
This is why we need to focus on experiencing ourselves. Listen to your feelings and find out who you are inside, apart from other people, their expectations. Welsh speaks of the fact that there are no such things as intrinsically right or wrong. This is a human concept which we implemented to create a society in which we can all live together. According to Welsh's theory, it's important to have a choice in what we do. That is how we experience our true selves, and therefore that is how we find out who we want to be. For we can only find out who we want to be after we experience who we don't want to be. As Welsh says, and this is a quote, Nothing is painful in and of itself. Pain is a result of wrong thought. Pain results from a judgment you made about a thing. Remove the judgment and the pain disappears. Judgment is often based upon previous experience. Your idea about a thing derives from a prior idea about a thing. Welsh believes that the world is meant to be imperfect so that we can create a subjective judgment about it and therefore create ourselves. Also, he believes that there are no coincidences. Things happen so that we can create and experience who we truly are. When you focus on something, it will be returned to you. So when you focus on what you fear, you attract what you fear. That is because, as Neil Donald Walsh says, emotion is energy in motion. When you move energy, you create an effect. If you move enough energy, you create matter. It's the alchemy of the universe. The clever English language. Welsh also explains that our values are often based on the values of others. Those other people got their values perhaps from other people, perhaps from their own experience. Welsh says we often do not allow ourselves the time to await a moment to experience things ourselves and then to find out what kind of value we hold towards whatever it is that we are experiencing. To find out how we feel about it. To find out whether something feels right or wrong to us. Instead, we look at these situations, once they appear, through a filter of right and wrong that others taught us. This is the danger, because this filter is preventing us from finding out who we are ourselves, apart from the values the other people around us hold dear. We often do not allow ourselves to feel what we are feeling, because as soon as it is different from the conventional way of thinking, we rather stay true to others than to stay true to ourselves. And this is how we move further and further away from finding out who we are. We need to get ourselves into new situations and get to know ourselves through experiences. In those experiences, we need to be aware of our own feelings and find out whether we behaved according to who we want to be. If we did not, we learn and next time we are able to behave more accordingly because we found out who we don't want to be. Slowly we start to get closer and closer to who we are and all of our experiences help us to find ourselves. Therefore, no experience is wasted or useless. We could learn from every experience because we learn firsthand how we feel about it and therefore who we are. And that is how we grow and become more ourselves, the ourselves we can start to love. 
I could personally really identify with Neil Donald Walsh's philosophy regarding the relationship between love and fear. I actually experienced this feeling of attachment firsthand. Therefore, I'm glad that I found this piece of the puzzle. It helped me to get to know myself better. Still, Walsh's explanation regarding why it is hard for people to believe in unconditional love, I don't really agree with. I believe parents have a certain responsibility to teach and guide their children in their decision-making, especially when they are at a young age. Of course they do that from their own perspective of what they see as right and wrong. But I think there comes a time in which we should become aware of the fact that what we have learned so far is based on how other people see the world. That is the time we can start to seek our own truth. Nonetheless, I think we shouldn't confuse guidance from a parent with conditional love. If your parent rejects you for your decision and if they want to guide you in another direction, it doesn't have to do with the lack of love, I believe. Rather, it has to do with the incapability to accept your decision. Incapability, not unwillingness. All that I told you about Neil Donald Walsh's philosophy is based on his book. However, there's always a chance that I misunderstood some of the things he wrote. Do you want to get the philosophy straight from the source? Make sure to read his book. Do you want to find out which book that is? Then, if you'd like to, you can visit our website www.trakook.com Over there we have the whole written article and many more articles and podcast episodes focused on self-development. Did you like this episode? Don't forget to hit the like button and to follow us. Thank you for listening and hopefully until next time.